Right, so man like Pascal. Loxman, Rastaman. We just met, so this is always a good opportunity, right? Because then you get to know like each other from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So Michael sent us your way. Big okay. up, big up, King Sleepy. Okay. Oh yeah, and big up, yeah. King Sleepy. King Sleepy. You know, yeah. something is funny actually. I didn't even know he was called King Sleepy until like recently when we connected on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. He, um, he told us he messaged us and he said that you're the king of locks and that you're very passionate. So maybe, <laughs> ah, that's very good for him. <laughs> maybe you could tell us a little awesome. about yourself and mm. what you do. Okay. Basically. Um, I'm what you call like a professional loctician. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that word is very familiar around here. It might not be, but it's very familiar in places where they speak more English, mm-hmm. like in the US and stuff. So basically, a loctician is someone who's like a professional locks maker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see the fact that I'm emphasizing on locks, not dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. About locks. What's the, the difference? Yeah. There's a difference. Um, dreadlocks can be like more. You can associate it more with Rastafari. Though Lux is Rastafari as well, like mm-hmm. the thick locks that's like mm-hmm. left to just free form and no care. It's a form of its own kind of locks, mind you. But um, I might need to go into details into, yeah. to yeah, actually yeah. explain yeah, yeah, the difference. That's what yeah, the podcast sure. okay. is for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long okay. form content. Now here's the thing. There's dreadlocks, but there's locks, right? Mm-hmm. Now dreads actually came from... Um, a kind of situation so locks is more like matted hair your hair is locked mm-hmm. that's the general term so dreads being out to locks is that your hair is scary locked okay. dreads is actually it, it's dread, yeah exactly we're from the caribbean like dreads yes, exactly dread. what it means dreads means scary that's what yeah. in english that's what it means yeah, yeah so basically generally it was of the opinion that during the war of independence in ethiopia between um, Ethiopia and the Italian military. I said, I've forgotten, within 1945 to 1960 something, between those years, I think it was in the early 1940s, 1980s, or something like that. So during this war, I mean, the Italians were more mechanized, they had more weapons and stuff, but the Ethiopians were very, very brave, you know, and they stood for themselves. And, you know, Ethiopia was one of the, if not the first African country that actually gained independence, I said, in the 18. 18- 18 something, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, dude, they've had lots of enemies of so people trying to attack them and be like, why would you be independent and yeah, yeah. country mm-hmm. and stuff? So, they had this scuffle with Italy for a long time and the Italians decided to attack them. So, there was a war, per se. But the thing about this war was this the Ethiopians weren't defeated. Though a lot was destroyed and a lot was damaged, but still, they were not defeated. That was how the yeah. war went. Mm-hmm. And dreads came as a result of this. Now, here's the catch. The soldiers, the Ethiopian soldiers, they were Africans. So they were kind of like going through some kind of fast period, something like that. So they didn't want any blade to touch their hair. So basically, they left their hair to grow out. Mm-hmm. You know, most times Rastafari can be associated with um, Ethiopia too, you know. They yeah, have yeah. this um, history about it. So then they used to leave their hair to lock on its own. It was just full and springing out everywhere and locked. And the Italian soldiers that were fighting them as a dam was like, Wow, these people had like dreadful hair. Okay. It, it was like mm-hmm. the, the dread warriors or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Was dread, dread in Italian. Right. You would have spoken it in, but in English, 
that's how it came about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like something's okay. careful, you know. And the locks was attached to it because of the fact that um, as time went on, it was locked. That was yeah. like the real English name. When yeah. Around then, dreads was kind of like the name, the nickname he got from the whole battle thing. I went viral, you know, because they were the first soldiers that were visible that carried the hair. Yeah. And we're using it as this is our own main um, type of hairstyle. No cutting of the hair, no roots like that in this military. Mm-hmm. Carry your hair to be like opposite of the people who are fighting you. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually shave and stuff. Right, like usually yeah. clean cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's actually oh, how okay. the dreads came that's about. So that's why for me it's more like it sounds fearful or like something scary. Yeah. So that's why I prefer to call it locks. Is that also yeah. where, like, is that how... Because, I mean, it's very closely tied to Rastafarianism mm-hmm. as a religion, right? Uh, so is that also yeah. where it stems? Um, yeah, locks, basically, but not generally from Rastafarianism. I believe um, Rastafarianism is kind of... Um, it's locks in its own way, but it's kind of like in a religious way. Okay. Just um, yeah. the same way you have, like, different forms of religion. We might be talking about the same thing, even though we might be talking about different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, so oh, that's yeah. kind of so it's not necessarily connected to the, yeah, to the yeah, army. Yeah, Sorry. in a way. Mm-hmm. So um, dreads can you can equate it with like something being like I said, dreadful and stuff like that. That's why I don't call it that name. But then the difference here is this: dreads is more like the free form ones that okay. just grows out, and okay. it's more like someone who's trying to be less materialistic yeah. and more natural. Yeah. Then they're like off everything. They don't take care of it. It's their own form of lifestyle right. you know, and the religion they follow. And like all, the, all natural. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. sometimes you look at it, it's looking scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, you drip. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. You know, and then locks are the ones like you usually start the proper way with the sectioning. You have to wash up the hair. You have to do the normal professional um, way of cutting out the hair, applying the right kind of products, and then starting it, and then let it grow from the baby stage to the teenage stage to the adult stage. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it, like what I what I'm carrying right now, yeah, is locks. Okay. Okay. You know? so, so that's kind of like the difference. Okay. And so it's a like, long process. Yeah, it can be a long process, but at the same time, it's a beautiful journey. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's all about patience. Yeah, and it teaches you a lot of stuff so during that journey. You discover mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a few friends that that did the lock journey, and they all said that it really makes you build your confidence. Oh yeah, because you have to deal with the kind of awkward stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in between that, that stage, which is a while, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you tend to be like the only one in the room that looks different in a yeah. kind of way, you know? Yeah, that stands out, and then it helps you embrace that part of you of being unique and different. Yeah, you know. So yeah. And by 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 modern standards, right? I mean, yeah. imposed mainly by yeah white Society people, right? Stuff, yeah. Like being in that in between stage might look like messy or unkempt by yeah. the by the by the standards of of what should be. You know what I mean? So then, of course, you, you grow up. You grow up in that society. So yeah. whether you know, it, it takes a lot more than you yeah. know because you're not just like because yeah, if you if you have your beard clean and thing, you feel a little scruffy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like if you if you look like that you know and and you have to look like that for a long time Mm -hmm. you know and you have to be that person in your room looking scruffy all the time Mm -hmm. because it's the hair on your head Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i still feel confident with it and still still, show up i still want to i want to do what you need to do you know yeah Yeah. so then why are you the master of the locks did you help michael with his hair uh yeah i did per se i mean um he already made locks before he came to me but it wasn't yet locked and I said then the way it was done um, wasn't done like really 
um, the professional way. And mm -hmm. I guess like the way it was explained to him about the process and everything was very faulty, you know. So when he came to me, he said he wanted to like that he, he already started it, but it's not looking locked. It's not even looking like it's in the process. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I know what to do. What you need to do is like make the instant locks. Now, there are two different kinds of locks when you want to begin. We have the instant locks and then we have the starter locks. Starter locks you just do with a comb twist, you know, basically. And then instant locks you do with a crochet where mm -hmm. you try to lock it, like you semi-lock it from day one. So no matter what, it's not unraveling. Mm -hmm. Mind you, unraveling the first time is actually part of the process. But that's where patience comes in again. You know, that's the thing about the locks journey. Mm -hmm. It's about yeah. patience. Yeah, you have to trust that. It, I've seen pictures of yeah. like the, 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 they like get puffy first. They get bigger and uh -huh. puffy and then it just looks like big puffy sections. Yeah. And you have to yeah. trust that it's going to pull back together. And actually yeah. mature and thick up, you know. Mm -hmm. It comes to that process, but a lot of people are not like um, mentally strong enough. Mm -hmm. Not, I, I wouldn't say mentally strong, but I would be like not so patient or, or relaxed. trusting Trust of the process. Yeah. The process, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know the funny thing. Um, that's where me being a lot of locks comes in. Now, having locks on your own, except you've made proper um, foundings about it or you've grown into the culture before or you've had it as a kid or your dad or your mom or your yeah. family member had it, you usually get used to it growing up and then you understand the processes. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you never had any of those experiences, most times it's something new and it'd be like, you're so impatient all the time. Yeah. I'm talking yeah, from yeah. experience people have worked on, you know. So here's the thing. Um, when you have locks and then you have a professional optician that's by your side, mm -hmm. that's helping you through the process and advising you on the steps to take and putting your confidence. No, you don't need to worry about this because a lot of time you're flaying up about different things. Mm -hmm. Then the log journey is going to be fantastic, mm -hmm. you know? And from there, on your own, you can tell if someone is a lot of logs or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I mean, every, anyone can see the lot of logs or anything, but it's actually what you do and the people you impact yeah. and how you, um, you promote the culture out of it and how you actually, um, f the people you work on, you actually make them go through the journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not like the journey goes through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make them actually understand certain things. And like they're confident to speak in public when people are talking about others. And they're like, no, that's not true. And I can verify those facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, because trust me, I've heard a lot of wrong news about locks. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I was like, um, okay, I have to be applying some kind of education to this because it's, all boys down to us to actually do the education thing because mm -hmm. now it feels like luck is getting trendy. Yeah, Everyone yeah. wants to do locks, but yeah, the yeah. problem is no one is actually understanding the reason and the culture and the lifestyle behind the locks. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, it's trendy, but then you don't even know the reason behind the locks or the person even behind the locks. And then for you, it's just like, oh yeah, let's, let's just look cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine yeah. to look cool, but I mean, you got to understand it as well. Yeah, it's know? more than just a hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it probably culture. starts with like, it looks cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you probably look at it and say it does look cool, but yeah. then you have to, like anything else that you become interested in, then you have to invest your time. You and it, it, yeah. and thank you very much. And okay. you realize that it's a whole, there's a whole culture around it, you know, and there's like mm -hmm. locks communities and stuff and uh -huh. it's, as you say, different reasons why people do locks. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could like tell us a few of, like what, what would the reasons for doing um, locks be other than it just looks cool? Okay. Because it does. Because yeah. it really does. I mean, I thought yeah. about doing that. Like, you I'm, should, actually. I I'm think it looks nice on you, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on yeah. the ideas board. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I have been looking into it because of it. And there's like, you really, when you start digging, like, you know, YouTube channels and Reddit pages and stuff. And, and um, you realize that there's a whole, 
yeah, there's a whole community around yeah, locks yeah. as a culture there, there that people is, don't really understand. There's um, stuff that have been done about it. But the thing is, um, I mean, going back to your question, we can do locks for different reasons. But one of the most important reasons of doing locks is this. It's like you're trying to get into a lifestyle. Now, this lifestyle here is, um, it's not like um, just trying to be fashionable. It's more like trying to be more authentic, like more, mat- um, I want to say materialistic, more natural, mm-hmm. yeah, going yeah. to your yeah. natural route, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and trying to see how far your hair can go mm-hmm. and what your hair can feel like, you know, mm-hmm. being in its natural state, no clippers and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Just let your hair go to its full strength, Yeah, you know? So that's one of the things to do locks. So it's kind of like a lifestyle around it, just being natural for the rest of the years and monologues, you know? Mm-hmm. And trying to be, um, especially for people who are a bit like, maybe not religious, but spiritual, trying to be in a state of, um, like, your your spiritual mind is kind of like connected with the universe mm-hmm. in some way. That's how you're living. You're more like, oh, I'm not depending on mostly materialistic things. I, I'm more connected with my spiritual self. I'm connected with the universe in some kind of way. So Lux is kind of a, a way of that kind of communication. That's why you find that uh, mostly spiritual leaders, especially places like... Um, People they call the guru in India and stuff. I was like about that. to usually, say exactly. Usually have looks like that because it's a form of spirituality exactly. and there's the appearance too. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so you're like connecting to the other form of the universe. Mm. You can call it the metaphysical. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. through your hair. Mm-hmm. Through your hair. Okay. Yeah, through yeah. your hair. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a big part of Lady yeah. Rastafarian, yeah, like, uh, which is why they don't cut, cut the hair off, right? Because they say that they you actually connect mm-hmm. to the universe or to yeah. spirituality through yeah, the locks, exactly. and it's very much the same, like very all natural and yeah. just being like authentically, like what's coming from your body, kind yeah. of is producing this. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And that's that's very strong. And every I think every culture has their. Uh, version of being all natural and yeah. pushing the boundaries of like what you know this what you could be if you mm-hmm. just allow yourself to grow yeah you know what yeah. i mean and 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 for for people of african heritage and african people like the like like the which you know this group of people has gone through so much in terms of society yeah you know and their hair and their features and what you know being told how they need to be yeah and and fitting into a way that their body is not like not not made for but, but like conforming. it's not there you're conforming to a non-natural state of yeah. being and and you yeah. have to deal with because my sister also used to have locks for like for years really and uh, my older sister and she this is like 10 years ago in trinidad and tobago where we're from mm. and um she used to get actually a lot of from it she used to get problems for it in school because your hair is not looking neat and like i've had problems in school for my hair as well but she also had problems with like authority and police often and like going through airport security really? she would you always get pulled tobago aside too? yeah we have that in tobago too wow um i think <laughs> now it's maybe thoughts. a little bit less intense but she would always get searched at the airports you know you, you deal with the stigma of what comes with having locks yeah and it was a big deal when um fitzgerald hines um mm-hmm. one of our ministers i think he's now minister of security not sure but he's one of our ministers and he kept he kept his locks and he long swinging behind him kind of you know and it was a big deal because he was a minister in parliament yeah. you know yeah. And it really made a statement, especially for yeah. like the children in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Saying that like, you know, 
do your thing and it, yeah. it is like you're you're a caribbean person like you 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 be true to yourself yeah you know what i mean and you're from the caribbean too eh? yeah 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 from the same place okay you both from the same place yeah, yeah. From oh. and Tobago. Well, yeah. are you guys related no no no, no, no okay no, okay no, no, we just know wow Trinidad and Tobago. that's awesome yeah. funny enough um where are you from I'm from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria, okay. precise, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Emo state, actually, mm-hmm. we call it the state of origin. Mm-hmm. Usually where your dad's from, and then okay. that's usually where you have to be from and stuff. But I grew up in Lagos, basically. Okay, okay. So, and I was born in Lagos. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's kind of like the same, when you were talking about the stuff, about the stigma and stuff in yeah. Tobago, it's kind of like the same stuff we experienced in Nigeria. With the police and authority, and in the school, you can't keep it, be like, oh, yeah, you're being disrespectful, with that kind of thing. Yeah. But then, here's the catch, here's the funny thing. It's funny that something that you can say is kind of African or like for colored people, basically, yeah. generally when we leave our hair, let our hair be like that for a while, it becomes locked on its own. But usually Caucasian hair can naturally do that, mm-hmm. like get locked on its own. Mm-hmm. But African um, hair can do that. Afro mm-hmm. hair can do that. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that in places like um, Africa, where it's kind of like a natural thing for our hair, where they should appreciate things like that. They tell you that, oh, you're not looking tidy. Yeah. And then you're in Europe, and then everyone, nobody cares. They'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. you can wear it to the office as long as it looks cool. Well, that's because it's, it's the oppressed, oppressed, and, <laughs> and, then it's the oppressed and the oppressed, you know? Yeah, yeah. like... They pick up the, the bad ways yeah, from the, the colonizers. Ways, you know? But then, it, it's funny, like, I can be in, in Germany, and I can wear my locks proudly, go to school, be in front of the class and give presentation. But I bet you, I can't really do this in Nigeria, though. Yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah. can have long that's legs. So, that's so strange. And being the university, I want to present. They're gonna be like, "You're not serious. Leave this class." That's so yeah. crazy. It happened to me one time during my first degree back in Nigeria. I was studying philosophy. So during my thesis presentation, mm-hmm. I had locks. I already started it two months before my thesis. So you were so, going through the button phase. Yeah, it was <laughs> going through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like a bit locked, but it was short, still short. Yeah, yeah. But then when it was getting close to the um, test this day, the defense of the project. A lot of people were telling me, mostly friends, are you sure you want to keep this for the... <laughs> are you sure you're ready for this? So when you <laughs> must take out your locks... I'm telling you, you need to take it out because, Mr. Man, unless you don't want to, this is your last time, just, I mean, cut it. After yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was surprising to me because I wanted to... I didn't want to cut it. I wanted to finish school with it and keep keep it going. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, I was like, actually, they were right, you know? So I tried my best to actually take it out. I cut it on the top and tried to comb it out, but it was locked for a bit that the whole thing couldn't go off. Yeah, yeah. So I still had a bit of locked, locked patches around. Yeah. So here's the thing. And then I combed it a bit. It was just looking rough, but it wasn't really locked. You know, it was just looking rough. So I went to this presentation. I was wearing my suits and everything, my tie. Like I was looking very confident and yeah, yeah, looking yeah. like someone that was ready for business, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went inside. There was like a panel of lecturers, professors around sitting on the table and then you have to come in sit down like this I'm sitting and then you greet them and then you can can ask you a question what is the title of the project and then you answer so as soon as I got into the the hall the presentation hall so I just went to the place I sat down hello um, good afternoon everyone here's my thesis defense and I'm here to defend this particular project you might just look at the book is your name Pascal or Rascal <laughs> <laughs> Everyone burst out laughing, like in the hall. Like, it was funny to burst out, like this was not a good sign. <laughs> like it's not a good sign at all. What the hell? Oh, it's not a good no. sign. It's just like somehow down my morale face mm-hmm. because the whole lecture is in, in there started laughing. 
Because he was talking about my yeah 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 Pascal, of course Pascal, like, but mm. but but it he, went well though tell you yeah it went well naturally but yeah, the yeah, side yeah. remarks he was giving sort of yeah, yeah it's all the time it's know, like it's just too much sort of reduces my confidence a bit you know yeah because I was confident with the whole yeah. thing but that's the truth I was before like, even start yeah already. but I was already thinking in my mind like yeah. man can you imagine you came yeah. in with the rust started but those kind of things I was blaming myself already but those kind of things could go both ways either you like you let it make you crumble or you're like. Yeah. Well, no self, I go and show this man. Yeah, and you know, I feel like it's 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 part of your journey, and I feel like everyone should be able to explore like yeah. Their, yeah. themselves yeah. and push yeah. their. I mean, you know, I yeah, I and had not long be put hair. in a box. When exactly. I, at one point, I wanted to grow out my hair and see how it looks and see what it is, and you just want to feel it and 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 see what's going on. You yeah. know what I mean? And I had this professor. He was a Jamaican professor, right? And he was he was real cool. And long story short, <laughs> what's the scene? Long story short, I had a rough semester, right? And I, I was nearly kicked out of university. So it was me and a couple of the guys that had to have this talk with this man. And he's just, he was like the head of a department and thing, right? Ras down to the ground. You know, the man at least stepping on your ass kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? And you always see on campus, you always had this kind of yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. walk and thing, right? The sweet, the, the, the you know? man sweet. And gold tooth and thing, right? And he gave us our like, like he gave us a, oh you don't have any water there Wait, I'll, I'll get it you'll continue yeah 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 sure. and he was saying that like he came from nothing in Jamaica right like he didn't have a pair of shoes that was his own till he was like 16 yeah. right yeah. kind of thing and he, he pulled his lips over and he's saying yeah. missing teeth he say you see all his teeth he's like look I head of this department now I ain't got no new teeth I leave all my gold teeth in I leave my missing teeth in because I'm not I'm not like ashamed of where I come from and I'm not ashamed of who I am and thing nobody could tell me to cut my locks nobody could tell me that I'm not you know whatever because he's doctor I mean yeah. shame I don't remember his name right yeah. now because he was really a boss yeah. you know head of the geomatics department yeah. but I mean he was so like authentic and so like uh I would say, you know, just uh, like the iconic uh, Caribbean uh, intellect, you know, because, you know, we came from, you know, colonization as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then you get independence and then you have to fight to kind of be your own thing, right? And you need to go through the process of decolonization, which is like a process of... I don't know, brainwashing yourself mm-hmm. back over yeah. Yeah. to sort of believe that Which you're... Which I feel like we're still in the process of... That's what you called... All the, the ex-colonies yeah. are still in the process of decolonization, yeah. right? And and, and the, him being in that university, in the University of the West Indies, and being the head of a department, right, of a respected <laughs> university, mm. and he yeah. is being his authentic self, you know what I mean? And really represents, like decolonization at its finest you know mm-hmm. saying that you are good enough and we are good enough you know what i mean and the thing is it's just it's 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 a shame that not all institutions could have that attitude yeah. of like sort of reviewing all the standards of beauty reviewing all the standards of what professionalism what, what does it mean yeah what does it what does it look like yeah, what does it really yeah. what really matters what is it yeah. you know yeah, I mean? that's a really and that in topic. every industry yeah it's a really tropi- um, really tricky topic because um, and very sensitive at that, you know, because um, it turns out that the Caucasian here, you can actually come to the office whichever way you like it to mm-hmm. be. But then when it comes to locks, it's like differentiated when it's actually natural, you know. And then the funny thing about this is that in Africa, I mean, I wouldn't say the whole of Africa, though. I'll talk about where I'm from um, in Lagos. Generally speaking, it's more like, oh, yeah. I mean, now it's trendy. Everyone's doing it, mostly in the social circle. Yeah. And then when it comes to the professional level and stuff, even the police be like, 
Except you're like in the top of rank, you're like, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, it's more like, oh, no, no, you're being disrespectful, oh, it's not tidy enough, it's not, and that's, that's kind of not, you know, because it doesn't make sense. It's kind of something that's peculiar to us and it's natural. Mm-hmm. And then I call that really high ignorance. Mm-hmm. That's the highest yeah, level high of ignorance level. you can be. Yeah, yeah. Because it feels Premium like you're, ignorance. Exactly. <laughs> you're looking at yourself and then you don't like yourself. Yeah. And then you don't even know that you don't like yourself. That's exactly. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh no, you should come to the office with wigs and stuff and like, you know, yeah. straighten hair. Exactly. And it doesn't make sense because that's the stuff that's not natural. Exactly. It's like trying to um, use another kind of um, racial hair yeah. mm-hmm. over their own natural hair. So you're telling them in the office to be fake and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's sad. And this is the, the constant uphill battle of yeah. decolonization of, of telling like every person, every people that has been told that you need to be like somebody else yeah. to tell them, even though that you might be independent now, you know, that they still have to peel back those layers. Yeah. And like our generation, the younger generations, they need to peel back those layers and review and say like, as a Caribbean person, as, a, as an African uh, person, what, what, what do I want to represent? You know what yeah. I mean? And it's hard, eh? I mean, it's hard when you grow up learning that your hair is ugly. And I mean, I went through this. I only started to love my hair when I was like, I went through a whole phase where I straightened Sorry my hair. Where, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in, in Germany? In Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, in Trinidad. Okay. So how long have you been in Germany? I've been here for about 12 years now. Okay. But okay, yeah, cool. up until I, I was 16. you were here really young when you were here too. Yeah. Is yeah, right? yeah. But, um, but yeah, I went through this whole thing of like, I always got teased to my hair. And went through, yeah, be, even from your own parents, you know, telling, oh, this hair is stressful, this hair is too difficult, and blah, yeah, blah, and you straighten true. it, and you're trying to fight it down and fight it down, and you really have to, like, teach yourself to look in the mirror and be not just be okay, but actually like appreciate, what you see and appreciate it for what it is. And then, like, at one point, I chopped off all my hair and went fully, started over from yeah, scratch. Yeah, started over natural, from scratch. Because there was things, too, where, like, in, in my high school, they banned weave. So like extensions, braids, any kind of extension. So, which is like a good thing, actually, you know, yeah. no fake hair, like wear your natural hair. Yeah. But they called my mom in to have a discussion about my hair because I used to wear my hair out and I used to wear my hair in a ponytail and you don't know my natural hair, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's curly and it's long. Oh, yeah. And I went to a school that was predominantly black where everyone's hair was short and my hair apparently looked like weave. And the teachers were like, because we banned the other kids from wearing a weave, she shouldn't be able to wear her hair out. And I'm like, but this, That's is, so ridiculous. this is my natural hair. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I stood up there and had an argument with the teachers and they called in my mom to argue this point. And my mom, my mom real dread, my mom is a gangster. So my mom like cussed with everybody in the school and was like, my child is wearing her hair, how she wants to wear her yeah, hair. This yeah, is yeah. her natural hair. Like you all can't tell her she could That's she so has to put it away because yeah, it yeah. looks like weave. Like, exactly. You know? That's so, so wild. Yeah. You know, um, it's like with these young kids to like we're teaching young kids from a young age to not embrace their natural much. hair. It's very awesome that you said that. Actually, um, going back to the to the facts of the matter of you talking about what I'm called a lot of locks generally is this. Uh, I mean, I've been doing locks for over eight years. Mm-hmm. I started out back in Nigeria after my first degree. So my my brother st- sort of started it. I was still in school, studying philosophy then, but I was very much interested in hair. And then my brother had to spend some time in South Africa, like for almost a year. Came back to Nigeria and it was um, deep into locks. And then I was like, 
we we are general hairstylists as at first like i could weave i could literally you know like the normal weave like fixing yeah wigs, the frontals 360 frontals and the rest of all of them. yeah yeah i used to do those but then we got specialized in locks because we were more like more interested in it it felt like it felt like we were drawn in some kind of way it was a spiritual thing you know when you wake up be like man i feel like i need to do this you know that's kind of the connection we had with it so I said, when we started um, in Nigeria, it wasn't trendy. I can tell you, if you go back, like, do, like, a video rewind of Nigeria, like, maybe 10 years ago, locks was, like, so frowned upon, unlike how it's seen now. Then there was no innovation. It was more like, if you want to do it, it was the local way, the rough way. Mm-hmm. So we sort of, like, changed the whole innovation about locks. I, I sort of did the same thing in Germany. That's kind of why mm-hmm. I'm seeing, like, little locks around here. So... When we changed the orientation, we were more we studied it for what it was, you know, we understood it for what it was, we went back to the roots, you know. And then we actually it was kind of ingrained in us the way we were following it. We were bringing out new innovations, thinking out things mm-hmm. out of the blues from our own self and then practicing on ourselves. And before we knew what was happening, we had this artist as a then, like P Square, for instance, they were like one of our first um celebrity clients and they're actually performing at the Afrobeat Festival. Mm-hmm. I used to make yeah. their hair back in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Like the guys, the P-Square, the, the twin. You know about them? I no. Okay, but um, there's this Afrobeat festival that usually happens every I year. Every festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be happening this year. P-Square is coming through. One has locks and the other doesn't have locks. So the one who have, has locks has always been our client. Okay. I used to make yeah. these. I have pictures of that from my Instagram too. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of like a connection. These are the people who we made first and we're like, oh, they used to shoot music videos and they saw what we did. The way we did locks and they were interested and be like, okay, I'll give you, you guys should come over, let's do something. And then we did something one time for the video and then we fuck up. Like, oh yeah, you're my guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we're yeah. going from there. And from there to this artist, to this artist, to this artist, and it was just going around the innovation. And then people started coming up with, oh wow, you can do locks like this. Is that becoming more okay, it's more acceptable now? It can look trendy and very fine and nice like this before, you know, everyone started jumping on the wig on, you know? The same way in Germany here, like before I came to Germany, um, when I first came to Germany, I wanted to make a maintenance for my locks. The first place I went to was just like a, a shop, mm. where, like a barber shop where someone who makes locks is just around the corner there. And then it was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do your hair. I'm like, you're not going to wash it. I haven't washed my hair for a while. You're not going to wash it or, um, and you know, it was like, no, you don't need to wash it. Just sit on the chair. We just do it. I was like, hell no, you know. <laughs> You know what? I'll I'll be right back. I'm just gonna take a smoke outside, and then that's how I disappeared. Actually, you know? <laughs> yeah, because it was scary. It was not even talking about washing or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And for me, that was like out of practice. You know, mm-hmm. so it dawned on me that wow, for a place like Germany, they don't know anything about yeah, yeah, having yeah. lots professional yeah. way. It was more like they were looking at it with that mindset of it being little. It doesn't need more. This was a food. this was a black hair salon. Yeah, it was a black okay. hair salon, and surprisingly yeah. enough, so that's how I I saw it around. It was more, there was ignorance. It was there yeah, yeah, yeah. for to see, yeah. but there was ignorance about it. It was more like you can't take care of it, it's, and it it reigned around the notion in the. Um, in the professional setting, someone could call, yeah. come in and they would still look at it dirty yeah, because yeah. of the way it is around there. You haven't seen a professional donor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing my master. I just started my master's at the then, and I was like, I really didn't want to do locks in Germany. I just wanted to go to school and see how it goes. But I was like, I mean, I'm a very good professional in this. I've been doing this for a long time. I worked with a lot of artists, and I'm very conversant with this. I was like, nah, this is not it. And that's when I started doing locks. 
my first client was from that same shop. As I was leaving, I gave someone <laughs> my car. Yeah. I left. They were doing his hair. They were doing his hair there. He was like, when him he doing I his hair, he's like, if you want it done right. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, nah. Like, okay, don't worry. I'm not giving my car. Yo, man, um, um, it's when nice. When it's you're nice done. Doing, but just have this. You can check me out. You can actually check my Instagram. Or you should check me out. I'll fuck you up, you know. But then... Um, he, he called me actually, um, days later and then he, he came to my place where I used to stay then. I stayed in some hostel and then I walked on his hair because the locks, after they did it, the next day was looking so like nothing was done, you know, mm-hmm. when he came, I walked on the locks. He was shocked out of his life. Like he was really shocked. Basically, mm-hmm. he went back to where he used to stay. It turns out it was like he had a, this, this camp where they, where they kept him because they just came from Italy. Then he was staying here in Germany and, and then the next day, he was coming with almost four extra guys <laughs> from <laughs> the camp. And I was like, yo, bro, I don't work like that, bro. You got to tell me I'm in school. You know, I had an appointment yeah, then. Yeah, you can yeah, come yeah. and it doesn't work like that. That's how it started. Yeah, yeah. That's how. I mean, that's like, a good problem to have when you have plenty of people showing you know? yeah. I was like, yeah. Especially right from the bat? Yeah. Right from the jump? What? What did you say? Right from the, right, like right from the start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah so yeah. basically, that was it. Yeah, and then yeah. it started going on from there. And then I was going on tours and stuff. So the, the thing about this was that um, the innovation was nowhere to be found. And I was like, nah, I respect locks. And I'm so passionate about locks too much to not bring out the culture here and create the community for it. You know, yeah. in Germany, per se, when I first came, it was kind of non-existent. How but long have you been there? Three and a half years now. Okay. It was the 2020 January. So since then till now, a lot has changed since I've been here when it comes to locks. And... I that's because of you. Yeah, yeah I see yeah, it, and yeah. then it's like it's kind of it's trending online and stuff like that. I see it, I'm like, yeah, wow, this is good because yeah. that was my vision from the first time. But this is just the beginning for me because I feel like Lux has gotten to a level, especially in Germany, where it needs its own space. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Like there needs to be some kind of regulation. There's been a lot of misinformation going around. A lot of people come to me, a lot of um, people I work on, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, they heard this from here, they heard this from here. I'm like, no, that's so wrong. Like, who's saying that? Mm-hmm. So there needs to be professionalism. For instance, if you have a Caucasian here, you can't just walk into any salon and anyone can just do anything. Nah, they have to be certified. But then when it comes to locks, no one cares about if they have a certification or not because yeah. black hair per se. Yeah, yeah. Then we can mess it up. It's mm-hmm. none of our business. But then when a professional comes in and sets the trend, I mean, you can do it with some kind of government bodies and be like, oh, for someone to really be into locks, there has to be some kind of regulation. You can work with them hand in hand and be like, with the kind of... Yeah, some kind of certification. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that they have to go through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be creating this process because it's highly needed in Germany as far yeah. as I'm concerned. There's a lot of people doing the wrong things and giving out the wrong information. Mm-hmm. And for the level it is, it doesn't need to be so, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, someone with passion needs to push the agenda. That's a lot of time, it's That's more like... Funny. Yeah, you can see that again. I feel like in general, I mean, not just with locks, but with black hairdressers in general, I've had a hard time finding a good hairdresser that knows how to deal with black hair, white or black hairdressers. Like the white hairdressers, the salons, they don't really know how to cut it. They don't know how to shape it. They don't know. I think I think that's a common theme for anybody that doesn't have very straight, like okay. Yeah, exactly. Once you have curly hair, and then you go to the black barber shops or the black salons, and definitely nobody's certified. I don't Mm, think, or even if they are. They're not at the same standard of hairdressing. I don't want to bash on black hairdressers. Yeah. But I go to black hairdressers back home that actually like make an effort with what they do and mm. they have a lot of pride in what they do. And hair, I feel like, is just kind of 
lackadaisic, just through well, once and we've... Maybe, I mean, when you think about it, right, they, no. they're in Germany and, yeah. and they noticed that, okay, so maybe they came here and then they realized they had nobody to do their own hair. Yeah. And then they had a brethren or they had somebody who knew. That's exactly how and it happened. And then that person brought five friends, just like yeah. your, your client, yeah, you know, and, and then they say, well, shit, well, I could open a shop now because nobody else doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? There's no Makes competition. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas like home... The bar is set really yeah. low. Yeah. Set really low. So with time, it's the community, it's created, you know, you created by exactly what you do, you know, and um, the way you talk about it and the way you go and walk about it. So, so basically, you know, when you were talking about um, you go to the saloon and be like, like, I mean, the professionalism is a bit low compared to, I feel it's more like YouTube. I would say YouTube yeah. stylists. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Most of them are just like, oh, I watch it on YouTube and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But since there's no competition and there's no regulation, they feel like, oh, you can just be doing it as best as you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's the best they can get here anyway, you yeah. know, in some way. But then when there's a level of professionalism attached to it, then that's when the regulations can step in, yeah. you know. And the regulation comes with education, some form of education on its own, you know. So that's exactly what I'm trying to do because... For me, I feel like another reason why it's like that is like a lot of people, it's more like a hustle for them. Yeah. yeah. Just a hustle. Oh, let me Not just a passion. Do, yeah, get a quick bar. That's what it is. Yeah. So there's no need of um, trying to spend more, do whatever I need to do to actually upgrade my knowledge when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like the money's kind of like, I wouldn't even say secondary, I would say tertiary. You know, it's like the, the least of the importance. Yeah. I'm trying to actually put it in your mind, you know, educate you in every way possible and open you up to a different horizon to yeah. see locks in a different light the way I see it myself. Yeah. You know, when I've done that, then I've achieved my aim, you know? Yeah. Then when the service is really perfect, you'll be the one to be like, oh yeah, I want to add to this. But then that's just like, that's just tertiary in its way, you know? So there needs to be some form of fire and passion that's attached to it mm-hmm. that makes and brings that level of professionalism we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and quality, what I'm working level on. of quality. Yeah, exactly. So how, how are you working on that? Through like a school or, or, or like what, what, how so you what's your plan? How you drive in the culture. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, I've not really gone deep into the scouting and um, pushing into that agenda. So it's like, I mean, this is the first time I'm actually been uh, talking about this. Mm-hmm. I was telling Sleepy actually about a radio like a radio um, program mm-hmm. that would be nice for people to call in and get educated and ask questions. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions that have been, they've been wondering about, of head, like some information they would like to verify and stuff like that. And then I could answer their questions and tell them one or two about mm-hmm. logs and stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking about starting stuff like that and I had a few of us, but I've not done any yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically what I've been doing is mostly online. Yeah. Um, the way I do what I do the steps I take towards it, it's like a form of education, mm-hmm. you know. So when people say they always like there's always a feedback, oh my God, oh wow, I never seen this before. Can I make an appointment and stuff like that? And it's more like when you when we get in contact, the level of knowledge you leave yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. with that when someone. you came in, it's inspires you or you become yeah, a disciple yeah, yeah. you know that's how yeah, you yeah. push the community it's, there's a ripple effect yeah that, that exactly person also passes it on to yeah, the next person and so on usually when you hear someone that doesn't know me talk about me you already yeah. you already like me from the inside of what you when you talk about yeah. me and hair and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah. the same thing that's how sleepy was like you need to get this guy on the podcast yeah. because he you knows know, so much about law you know exactly so yeah. it's kind of like there's kind of like a bonny desire and passion that's attached to it yeah and that's imagine you were doing your locks or you came to be tattooed and you're not just getting tattooed 
or like the tattooist is not just doing the job. Like the tattooist is actually asking you, why do you want to be tattooed? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. What's your, what, what was your first tattoo like? And exactly, what does it feel when you're getting pains from this tattoo? Yeah. And um, what is this going to be for you in the long run? And do you understand how tattoos is made? Do you understand what it does? Uh, this art I'm making, do you understand? You know, that kind of stuff, it inspires you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, before you know what's happening, you might even want to become... Um, like, oh, yeah, I want to work in a tattoo studio. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. man, the next time you see someone about tattoo and someone is saying something about tattoo that's incorrect, about, oh, not you say, mm-hmm. no, excuse me, I'm all right, I have to stop you right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not true, you know? You, you just want to involve yeah. yourself in the culture now because you've just been enabled with the knowledge. Exactly. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's I not mean, like yeah. you just have a tattoo, but you actually have some kind of knowledge that you feel like, oh, yeah. wow, I see it in a different light now. Yeah. That's kind of how it is for this because this is more like a lifestyle, you know? I mean, yeah. you carry it every day anyway. You yeah, sleep yeah. with it, you wake up with it, you literally... It's literally attached it, you, to your you head. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the least you can do is actually basically understand it, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually, like, um, be very comfortable with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people, like yesterday in Code Boys as well, who someone, a, a lady... Um, who had locks? Actually, the lady who actually invited us, invited us to the event, she had locks, but she had to cut it off. And she's just not one. I've met several mm-hmm. because there was no one to actually take care of it per se. So I've been actually traveling around Germany. So the first thing I did when I first came to Germany was that okay, I'm not gonna be a one one um, place um, stylist, and I'm I usually call myself a hair artist. Because mm-hmm. it's it arts for me, not like I'm just telling her it's art. Because when I do these things and the way I do it, it feels like I'm painting, but on the hair, you mm-hmm. know? That's the way it feels. So I was like, since most people can't come to Germany, so to Berlin, um, I have to go around to them. I have to, it's like preaching the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, a, you're like you're on a mission. mission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I usually. Yeah. And then the thing about it too is people don't, you don't just go and get your locks done once, right? It's a, it's a repetitive thing. Yeah, like it's you have repetitive. To, because you have to you maintain, have to you have to maintain your yeah. locks. You have to relock in and yeah. keep going every few months. And you know, every good stylist can have someone come back to them, but then there has to be something extra, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more like, Included the vibe and everything. When it's a lifestyle, then there has to be a vibe attached to me making it's your It's experience. Hair. You know, it's a whole experience. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. I usually organize lock tours to Munich, to Dusseldorf, Stuttgart sometimes. So, usually, um, I go to meet new people and people meet me, already book appointments in advance. And me, like, when I go to those cities, it's like... I'm going to be here for like a week and then I keep seeing lines from one day to the other day and then I go out to show garden and stuff like that. I meet and greet and stuff like that and then I'm off the city to another city. So I'm, I usually do that, spreading the gospel. So yeah, <laughs> because I feel like it needs to be done all around Germany. It can't just 100%. be percent So I try my best. It's the, I don't have the capacity and the resources it's lacking, to get there, it's lacking. I mean, even in Berlin, it it's lacking, right? There's not a lot of locticians. Like I've been asking around. Everybody I see with Ras, I've asked them, really? who's your loctician? Where do you get your locks done? And every Everybody's like a brethren, or I do it myself because there's yeah, it's more like not a in lot Nigeria of you hardly hear people say I do it myself. Yeah, people only say that because there are no options. <laughs> okay. There's like good options around. Yeah, 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 they yeah. say I do it myself. Why would you want to stress yeah. yourself? Yeah. <laughs> do you, you, do you by chance know on Instagram Natural Babe Pro? Um, no, I don't think I do. Because I have a friend at home, um, Nikita. Nikita, yeah. right? And she has a lot of followers. I think she's, yeah, she's like she's some like now nah, more than I know. Yeah, like oh. some like yeah maybe. But she's going. To, did you see her quarter now? mill or something? Her lock journey. 
I have not. I mean, I don't pay that much attention, to be honest. But oh. I mean, like, I, I know her personally, like, a long time, you know, okay. since we're, like, teenagers. Yeah. I only, like, checked her Instagram sometime and was like, wait, boy, but you you doing she, things, she you know? She but I mean, up. I knew a long time. But she goes around, like, doing the same, like, lock tour kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not too... Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she was doing it for, for curly hair. She like, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the specifics yeah. now. You know what I mean? I just know when I see her, you know, when I'm yeah. home and I'm just But it's like, also because I think her thing was that like mixed race hair, like my kind of hair. Okay. You don't really have a lot of, because our generation is like the first generation where mixed race babies are actually a thing. Okay. Because right? before that, you know, there was apartheid and racism. And it was stuff. a mad scene. It was to a be mad mixed race. It was a mad yeah. scene to be yeah. mixed race. And then in our generation, it kind of normalized because our parents were like, actually, kind of cool to decide <laughs> and um so her thing was to go around and like educate people on how to deal with mixed hair because it's different from black hair and white hair okay and um and she was one of the first people to specialize in that as well so that's why she was doing her tours okay yeah, yeah i mean i was i'm not too familiar with like the content or the yeah. process or anything i just knew that she was in that world mm-hmm. as well yeah but know? it's because it's such a new i mean with curly hair but also with locks because it's such a new I don't want to say trend, but because it's now booming and upcoming, there's not a lot of people that really specialize and do it high quality. But that's a good opportunity, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. now there's big, it's like yeah. ridey wave, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, there's something, um, actually, um, one of the reasons um, I'm so um, creating, trying to create this Lux community is this. Um, I have experienced a lot of um, situations with mixed people, like um, mixed people that have like mixed parents. And it turns out that, especially in a society like Germany, that's like very much European, um, they feel like out of place when yeah. it comes to their hair, yeah. you know. And I've been able to have very good and very, very wonderful conversations with them. And it turns out that someone needs to be here to actually push up the culture and actually guide them through. Mm. A lot of them are confused about the identity of their hair. A lot of people, a lot of them don't even know where they, they belong basically in the society. So yeah. they don't even yeah, know yeah. they're here or here. But I feel like each time I, I have this, um, this situation to them or make their hair and stuff like that, um, I inspire them in such a way. I, I've seen them when they leave my place after the the whole service, they go out doing beautiful things. Like they feel, I can see, yeah, I can yeah. see them flying. Like, you can you know, see the sense of security they get. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. that was not there before. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. some form that's amazing. That they didn't have before they came. Mm-hmm. They were always doubting themselves when it came to their hair. You know, yeah. it was more like they loved it, but they were like yeah, not sure of it. bored about it. Yeah, yeah. they were just under the. Under the radar, you know. Yeah, it's a difference brought, between, between accepting it versus celebrating it. Yeah, you know, I sort of brought this level of wow. What do you mean they should be looking at you like yeah, you yeah. are the deal? You are the real you deal. Are the you know star. What I mean? Yeah. Do you exactly. know what you have? You know. Yeah. So and it's, it's actually true. You know, it's and, true. It's actually yeah. true. Yeah, so, it's true. There's yeah. so many. There's so many. Uh, you know, beautiful mixed race know. and beautiful black people in parties in Germany. And yeah. when you have conversations, like when, uh, like your brother had friends over, you hear their conversations about how they grew up and they really feel ostracized growing up in yeah. such a predominantly white place like yeah, Germany. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But the thing is, you go in a party and you're They're so beautiful. You're out. so you stand out so much. Mm-hmm. You're such a star. You know what I mean? And it's a shame that you. that you have... Well, I mean, I don't want to bust no files, but we know you're a star, you know? But, but yeah, I mean, it's just a shame that, like, 
you grew up in a society that doesn't allow you to feel it. Yeah, you it. really don't know you it. Know you, don't I mean? know it. you have to learn it when you become an adult. And not just that you don't feel it, but you get you kind of grew up thinking that this is ugly and you grew up thinking that this is not something you can be proud of or you could celebrate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The man really is doing, you really do any work, you know, yeah. you're really on a yeah, mission. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so far, so good. I, I'm so proud about what has happened so far. You know, it's been a lot of progress for the past three years, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And um, I sort of um, got myself involved in this system of, it felt more like it's a humanitarian situation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah. I mean, um, for the greater cause. A hundred percent. I want to, I wanna, each time I make someone's hair and I sit down and look at it, and I, I see them in the road or something. I'm, I'm like, I feel like a proud dad, you know, mm. people going Big around and then, <laughs> and then they're proud of it. And the way they talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah. to other people, you, you feel very like a proud granddad. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So basically when you leave your stylist's saloon or basically after your stylist service, you should actually have this level of confidence yeah. in yourself, your hair, your abilities as yeah. well. That's what needs to happen. And you know? that in Germany for mixed race people, for black people, most of the time you leave your hair dresser feeling mm-hmm. worse than you went in. You know? I like to find a hairdresser where you leave and you're like... <laughs> you had to go by the Lord alone. You know when you, you start looking in your mirror and like flirting with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's actually true. You know, I feel like at this stage, and actually that's the main goal, um, Lux has come to the situation where you come to Germany for instance you want to you want to do your locks it needs to have its own space like mm-hmm. I don't want to go somewhere be like oh yeah it's a barber saloon and then they're doing locks by the corner I feel like it's insulting yeah, yeah. for locks that's yeah. how I feel yeah, yeah. Yeah. basically from where I'm coming from and back in Nigeria we have like a, a large studio where we do locks basically locks and then every other thing happens there like we do um, pedicure, manicure, and then there, there are barbers in there. But it's a lock studio first, yeah, like yeah. a home yeah, 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 for yeah. everyone who has locks. And it's it not a by the way thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not by the way. The okay, thing in the shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's yeah, more yeah. like this is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a home. You want to come there, feel satisfied. You're gonna take care of me. Don't worry. Just sit down. You know, it's a dedicated it's, space. Yeah, that's Just what that. I'm working on basically because I feel like it is well deserved. Like 100%. for a big country like Germany, imagine coming to Berlin and you can't be satisfied enough. Of, oh yeah, that place you just go there, they do top-notch service when it comes oh, yeah, to locks. And if Berlin doesn't yeah. have it, like I literally have asked so many people. Exactly, could you imagine you step outside of Berlin to the, the rest, rest of, of Germany? Germany? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No, but exactly, that's the same process of like the shift of culture, you know, and reshaping culture, you know, especially for Black people in predominantly white countries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that having an understanding or an appreciation or the pride to know that your culture has a space that deserves just yeah. as much attention as the other cultures that share this space is very important. And the story that you said about being at home and and the teachers and the police and they, they, they treat you a certain way, you know what I mean? It just shows like how much work you have to do. But that's in Africa, you yeah. know? So imagine like what the work the work that needs to be done in Europe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, the work that you're doing really is important, man. I mean, like... Yeah, I, very important. I mean, it is recognizing, first of all, that there's a need for it, you know, because I feel like the reason that it doesn't exist is because there wasn't this recognition of, yeah, there actually is a lot of people that call this place their home, 
that don't have what they need for their hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You know, and a home is actually where you have everything you need, basically. Yeah. You know, or oh, it's supposed so, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideally, ideally, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm taking a weight on myself. I mean, the support needs to come along the way. You know, mm-hmm. so right now, um, but before the support comes, the support kind of, I feel like needs to see the work that's been put in all this time. Mm-hmm. You know, the the community that's been built because right now I feel like. My following is kind of more like a community kind of thing, you know. Mm. It's more like um, a cult, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's more like, okay, you're not following because of, oh, I mean, everyone else does it. But because, like, it's more like, oh, no, we are creating a community. You feel more part of something, yeah. you know. So at the end of the day, that's like the goal to actually have something like that in Germany, you know, mm. where people can actually call a home. They come to get their head done. Mm. But you also open a platform for the yeah, discussion. Yeah, a pleasure for the discussion of that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. where you can actually maybe in the long run see train people to become very, very satisfied, mm. um, satisfied, satisfied um, yeah. in this, you know, like the certification. Mm-hmm. And then you can trust the process wherever a service is coming from here or a person that was trained from here, you can trust it in Germany. Mm. It needs to be like exactly. that. Like, yeah. Yeah, such yeah. a... Uh, uh, a big place not to have something like that. Exactly. You know, Massive. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't need to be something that's just been, oh, yeah, we got money, let's just put it up. Yeah. It has to be something that's been in the works, the groundwork, the passion has been set, yeah. you know, for it to come to that level. Yeah. We, I mean, you go to the US, you have places like that. You have like yeah, normal yeah. locticians, saloons and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. go to the UK, I think they have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But then, because they've advanced in the locks culture, you know, the locks culture just recently started dripping into Germany little mm-hmm. by little, you know. So, but we have come to a level where that needs to be done as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not a hurry, but it needs to come one day. But who ordered and someone was actually very, very passionate about it. Um, you know, um, with, you know, I just remembered something now. I was watching TikTok one time. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. There's this, there was this white lady that took her, her son to the saloon to get locks. And the stylist happened to be a white person as well. Now, I'm not saying white people shouldn't get locks. I'm all for it, 100%. Everyone can have locks. I'm so glad I you went into this because we were going to go into this. Yeah, Don't yeah. quote me on that yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> Everyone can have locks. Yeah. But the thing about having locks is understand that you have locks. Understand that you're living lifestyle. Don't be like, oh, you're using it for the trend, but then you're not supporting it anyway. You know, it's more like I'm, I'm carrying the hairstyle, but I'm supporting it everywhere. Yeah. I understand a bit of it and I know what I'm carrying, you know? Yeah. You understand me? We had, exactly. We because had this discussion. We had this day. discussion. Well, Jamila's a photographer yeah. and she shot uh, a model that had braids, yeah. right? Yeah. And she felt like maybe she wasn't too comfortable because the shots were fantastic and she was thinking, you know, maybe this isn't something that she wants to post because, I mean, she, we're just talking on, like, we were just talking personally here and she just said, yeah, I don't want to get cancelled. <laughs> like, just yeah. run before I put out, you well, know? And it wasn't even about that. It was about, like, you know that it steps on people's feet the wrong way and I feel like when you post something like that, it has to be part of a conversation, you know, or you at least have to acknowledge the conversation. But I don't think that that conversation was in this model's mind. Yeah. But, but the thing is how much, okay. So then when she, when she had this, when she brought this to me, right, because yeah. she was showing me the pictures, I said, well, I do not have this here. I don't necessarily have a horse in this race, but of course I'm from the Caribbean. I am part of, uh, you know, culturally of a community that, you know, does, we don't really, like, go we don't really care about struggle. You know, we kind of we all mash together and we yeah. all kind of live with it. You know what I mean? And I think that 
that sharing of culture has always been a beautiful thing that we enjoy, right? And I think globally we enjoy it, right? Because of course this conversation goes to dance and everything, white girls twerking now, yeah. like, what <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So this conversation extends to many, many things. And my take on it was, you know, I think that imitation being the highest form of like flattery, you know, as in yeah. like seeing something culturally and being like, wow, I would love to incorporate that in my life you know like that's a beautiful thing i think you know but a big part of that is exactly what you said understand Understand what you have on your head or on your body or what you're doing comes from a certain culture and you need to like respect that yeah exactly that's the appreciation i'm talking about and the thing is i mean you're saying that i mean you didn't speak to the model you know about it or you didn't have any conversation you know so I was going to actually ask him mm-hmm. what, what he thinks about like white people having like locks, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he answered it. So I yeah. think like, okay, so then what do you think? Because uh, you said you don't think she come, has that in her head. She doesn't you know? have it in her head. And my thing is also, because my stance about it is, I don't want to say neutral. I don't personally feel attacked or I don't feel like it's a problem when white people wear braids. This was about locks. Uh, not about locks, it was about braids. Yeah. Um, Okay, I think sometimes about, it takes braids. cheesy. It was yeah. about braids. I think yeah. it looks a bit cheesy sometimes, but it's not like I don't take offense to it. But I do see the argument on both sides. I see the side where it's like, you know, white people wearing braids, they're doing it for the flex and for the style and for the drip because it looks cute, but they don't really understand the culture behind it. They don't understand the struggles that came with <laughs> the hairstyle. They don't understand things like... We used to wear braids, slaves used to wear braids to hide rice so that they have extra food. And it's just about like understanding that this, you know, they also didn't have to deal with the struggles that we went through of denying your hair and denying your natural hairstyles and, and push having to straighten to conform and, by cutting exactly. the and stuff. And so now they wear it as a flex without having all the baggage the that came with yeah. it, you know. And I do understand that side of the debate. But I personally also think it's a nice thing that something that's, I mean, braids aren't just black, right? They, they, we call them the Scandinavians, the Vikings wore braids, the Native Americans wore braids. But something that is seen as black beauty culture is now infiltrating the mainstream and and kind of not taking over, but becoming a beauty standard. I think that's also something that you could celebrate. But you know, yeah, so I just find it's a hard debate, you know, because it like is. both sides. But I mean, if, if you were to... So then I would ask, like, openly then, what, what would you consider to then be the... Uh, the thing to do to then show respect mm-hmm. for the culture. Okay, that's yes, what I yes, find yes, difficult. So then, this is what I was trying to talk about about mm-hmm. the stuff I saw on TikTok. Now, here's the thing: this lady went to the saloon to make um, his her son's hair. I think this one was like 11 years old. Okay. So when they got to the saloon, it's like, oh, she was trying to make a video. It's all nice. I'm not wrong about video and stuff, but she was doing it to trend on TikTok. You know, right? So that was where I had an issue with it. Okay. Um, the child sat on a chair. And then the mother was like, they, they, they showed the video. Oh, yeah, I want him, they wrote the whole stuff on the screen. I want him to have vlogs. Yo, it's always been his birthday. Yeah, he wanted it for his birthday. Oh, and then they started, they started just come, make the, try to make the locks and did everything. Did, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to come back and stuff like that. I was disappointed about the whole video. Now, here is why I was disappointed. Not because the kid had locks, but because there was never any form of trying to tell the kid, why exactly you want to have locks? Mm-hmm. And do you know what it means to have locks? And, oh, you know, it's actually fashionable. But be like, you know, it's a lifestyle as well. You know, mm-hmm. do you um, just 
this act of neutrality when it comes to like the black culture basically and i mean you don't need to tell kid about struggles or whatever like that it's not necessary mm. but then when it comes to oh it being a lifestyle and being a responsible thing it's not like this is just like a trend you know yeah yeah things like, like that teach them yeah. the responsibility yeah. of this decision yeah. you know you know what i mean yeah. stuff like that and to respect it, it. Have exactly what you're needed, doing you know because when you start out that way and then he feels different about having locks mm-hmm. yeah yeah go to yeah, yeah. And be like oh yeah i know it's just trend yeah, and be like, man, I see the next black person. I got locks too. Like, what the hell? Yeah, 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 yeah. About this shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. Of stuff. But now he wears with pride. Exactly. And then he identifies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. more identified. He, he respects it a little more and then he maybe thinks about it more and then he maybe thinks about all the other decisions that he makes mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that might be trendy but exactly. comes from something you know? else. Yeah. And it's yeah. more like, he's more like connected with the with the people around him, especially yeah, yeah. when they're colored, you know, mm-hmm. he's more related to them. He's not carrying like, oh, I'm just a guy that just, my parents can't afford anything. Just copied it. Exactly. So, that was the only issue I had with that video. So, it was made to trend. It was mm-hmm. just like, it was like, that's fine in its own way, you know, mm-hmm. but I would have expected that to be done. But yeah. unfortunately, even the stylist might not even know anything about it yeah. first place. Exactly. Like, oh, I just yeah, know how yeah. to do that. I learned it from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So that was the issue I had with it. So no, I've had these questions a lot of time about, oh, what do you think about why people have dreadlocks? Of course, anyone can have locks. Anyone can have braids if they want to. But I feel like they should know what you're carrying. Yeah. And then it should mean like they identify with what they're carrying. It's not like you're using it for your own personal purpose and then you're not giving nothing back to it because mm-hmm. I feel like it has to go around like a full circle exactly you know? and that's why yeah I say this all the time about culture and, and yeah. culturally and we, we say it all the time about people who say they're, they're Caribbean but but then my biggest thing is well you, you didn't grow up there you just have parents from the Caribbean or whatever and that's cool And but what what are you doing for the culture what are you doing for Caribbean culture other than using it as something that you think is cool you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like and that's why i think it's it's a cultural exchange you know what i mean like nobody's saying that you i mean i am not saying that you you can't claim that you are jamaican or whatever but i am saying that if you think that this is part of you and you're proudly stating this to other people then what are you doing for jamaican culture what are you doing other than saying yeah i'm jamaican because it's different from being I don't know, English or American or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that's my biggest thing. Because it sounds cool and because it's it sounds cool. Cool and, and because it's right same, now it's trending. It's the same thing yeah. with, with, with locks or, or any, anything else, you know what I mean? Like if you're doing it, all right, cool, you want to do it. I think that it's, I agree. I think it's okay for everybody to celebrate other cultures. But then what are you doing for it if you are now taking it on as a part of yourself yeah. You know what I mean? And taking it on as and, part and of And it could identity. be little things like you don't have to go and change your world. You don't have to go and start a big... Exactly. Do a whole melee, you know what I mean? But yeah. just like educate people on the culture. Yeah. Like know what you're talking awareness. about. Know what you're time. talking about. Do your research. And most have times, conversations. You, you can't educate people on the culture if you don't even know about the culture in the first yeah. place. That's the first part. Exactly. Like like make an effort and you look know? into it. So yeah. ima- imagine, watch the scenario. You come to Berlin, for instance, and then you visit a lock studio. And when you go into the lock studio, you see that, oh, maybe you just came in from, um, I don't know, I could just say, okay, from South Africa or something, or Australia. And then you come into Berlin, and maybe you have a performance, you're an artist or something. Be like, oh, yeah, I want to get my locks done, I mean, for the show tonight. And be like, oh, yeah, I have the best place to take you to in Berlin. And then you go to place and then a whole like it's pride you do locks for everybody you feel at home you know the kind of level of feeling it gives you yes i'm saying this i'm saying this because i know it's true 
from back home um, in Nigeria, um, where we were, where we still are, though, we just recently opened one in Ghana, actually. To the Judge Batia in Ghana. Yeah. Nice. So one in Nigeria, one in Ghana. And this is sort of going to be a branch later, per se, because we're trying to spread global, that mm-hmm. identity of being locks and lifestyle. So, and you come there and be like, oh, everyone's doing locks and they're doing it in a proper way. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ask questions, you do consultations of what you want to do, and then they let you know, you there's like an understanding, you know, oh, I want to do this, but I have worry about this. I had this issue before, I have this uh, issue, but then don't worry, this product is recommended for you. When you go down to the store there, you can get it, you know? Exactly. Full and nice taking care of people, yeah. comprehensive experience yeah. of locks. You know, you know what I mean? You leave yeah, the yeah. place feeling like, Oh my God! That you don't even want to leave the place. <laughs> no, that's the idea. What I'm talking about? Some fried chicken. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. And then I yeah. feel like Germany has come to the point where it actually deserves that. You know, yeah. it needs to be here. So yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Berlin. I mean, the black the black community is big enough, and it's yeah, growing. exactly. It's it's growing. It's it's growing. It's been a long time coming. I mean, mm-hmm. it was definitely meant to be our generation. Actually. Yeah, that's what I feel. And I, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Because 100%. at the end of the day, maybe I might not have been in Germany. I might have been somewhere else, but I'm in Germany. And then, yeah. Why does it have to be me who has that passion to do it? Why? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, everyone else was doing locks in their own way. Anyway. Mm. But then there has to be someone who has the passion to actually put it there, you know, and be like, oh, someone has to be, has to be the prophet for this. Who's going to build the cats? Exactly. The day, you know? Exactly. So that's what it boils down to. And if you could do it in a place like Germany that has like nothing. Yeah, yeah nothing. You know I mean? But nothing but a huge demand for it. Exactly. exactly. You do perfect. it in Germany. That's, that's one way yeah. to put it. Then when you move to somewhere else that maybe is trying or they're not sure or whatever, you know, it's only up from there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's, that's facts. Yeah. yeah. That's Great absolute facts. facts. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, fantastic. But at the same time, um, like I said before, um, this is like the first time me being on air and talking about this. Mm-hmm. But I hope to actually do this more because um, a lot of times um, a lot of people would need to or like to ask questions and like get information, like real mm-hmm. information about things like this. But they can't find it. And it's really, really lacking. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important that those of us who support it and those of us who are part of the culture or or I related to it one way or the other through um, color, where we're from, or how we identify as humans, you know, we have it upon ourselves to actually um, celebrate it and push it around mm-hmm. and, like, let people know about, okay, finally this is here and you need to you need to join the band, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's actually how we foster the community when it comes to this, you know? Nice. And be like, oh, make quality locks around. You know, I want I want Germany to come to that aspect where you can go to Frankfurt, you can get quality service done. You yeah. can go to Munich, you can get very quality service done. Yeah. In a proper yeah. place, you know, that you can trust yeah. as well, you know. It needs to be regulated that much. Mm-hmm. So we've come to that aspect where it needs to be like that. Nice. So, so, yeah. so now, how do people get in touch with you if they have questions for you now? about locks and, and anything. How do people get in touch with you? Instagram or? Yeah, mostly Instagram, actually. You know, um, I've been working on um, starting up a YouTube channel because I feel like it's highly needed. Yeah. And this YouTube channel is actually going to be a different experience, though, because for me, I've always, um, I've always put it this way for myself. Locks is a lifestyle. It's not just a hairstyle, it's mm-hmm. a lifestyle for me. Most of the posts I make, it's about lost lifestyle. And for now, it's just on Instagram. 
But this YouTube channel is gonna be more like an interactive session. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm not just telling you like, oh, you know what I did to my logs. Oh, see what I did to my logs. Yeah. Or like, what are the problems you're having with your logs yeah. lately? Yeah, yeah. And what on YouTube, like? I think you could do YouTube lives and stuff where people like yeah. post up the questions. Exactly, things yeah. like that. You know. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately, but I've not actually had the time to actually get into that because I've been so occupied with a lot of things. So it's been mostly Instagram. Like our Pascal, the creator, mm-hmm. it's like the basic place mostly to get to me via email as well. Like okay. my email is on Instagram as well. You can easily send an email, um, incrediblestat20 at gmail.com. And I, I receive mails from there as well, from Instagram, but basically Instagram most times. So most times I do like question and answers. Like um, what are the challenges you're facing? What do you think is the right thing to do between this and this when yeah, you yeah. face with these challenges. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a question, you can actually throw in questions about, you know, free consultations like that on air and DMs to people send messages and stuff like that. So it's basically the way. But I feel like there needs to be more platform for mm-hmm. this. On as so, you know, um, things like this too are, are really, they go a long way in actually shaping people's mentality. percent You know, because I, I, I feel like um, education is really power. And then when it comes to stuff like this, um, the more people know and understand about it, the more the, the communities be more more organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes to the hair culture. Yeah, yeah. And then you want to walk around the streets and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? You can actually go here and get your hair done, yeah. your locks done the proper way, conditions, yeah, yeah. the right products and everything. Another thing that's lacking is products. A lot of products yeah. are coming in like, yep. oh, yeah, Jamaican oil comes from all the places. You don't know how it was made. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. don't know um, if it was actually made with your hair in question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As the primary um, source of, um, how, how do I put it? The lab test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, we want to make yeah, it for if this, this product yeah. was made specifically not for, just for this. Hair. If it's just yeah. for locks, if it's just a product that they found that Thank works. Thank you, and then yeah, make yeah, it and be like, oh, for everything, yeah, we're yeah, trying, yeah. just trying to get money yeah. and sell it. Mm-hmm. So some of the products we use right now, like hair oxygen, it was l- literally formed from looking at my own hair. I was back in Nigeria when we actually started it, and be like, okay, you know what? Let's sample these locks and put this mixture together and see what we can find in how many days after using this consistently on this particular yeah, hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm a product of that. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Let's use this product on this hair while we observe it and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the products I use are products that are handmade. Yeah, yeah. So these are things that come up when you have this kind of regulated form of... You, you have people exactly. who actually yeah, know yeah. what you're doing. You have a system. You have yeah, yeah, yeah. substance and products like that that mm-hmm. come exactly... Uh, that do exactly what they say they actually yeah. do. Testing them in real You know, They're real made situations. for you. You're not yeah. a by the way. Exactly. Yeah. You know? They're yeah. made with you in mind. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Absolutely. perfect. 100% yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's it. So we're going to get there, but... Yeah, but boy, all the way for now. <laughs> but boy, Pascal, I wish you all the best. I hope this works out. I'm so excited to see like your journey. Yeah. I'm so excited oh, to see where so this much. goes. Yeah, for sure. I really you know, I that. hope. I mean, I've been in Berlin around like same three years ish as oh, you, wow. right? <laughs> so um, I feel you. You know, like if you get in your foot in and seeing how things go, you mm-hmm. know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's it. But I wish you all the best. Thanks, um, man, we'll we'll post everything. Yeah. We'll post all the links to everything in, uh, when we post this up, so people yeah. know how to reach you yeah. and how to DM you, or email you. Or whatever. Highly appreciate it. And yeah. this this was absolutely really, really wonderful. This was very insightful mm-hmm. and very educative because whether I like it or not, I learned a lot from this experience. Because mm-hmm. when you have people who actually want to learn, 
you that's actually talking about it you don't you actually learn something new you haven't heard before yeah yeah oh wow actually okay that's like when you were talking about the youtube live and some other things you talked yeah. about i was like oh wow she's yeah. smart you know <laughs> yeah, yeah you know? i'm gonna yeah. do that yeah. yeah is that one of the way especially when it's like an interactive session you're talking yeah. about something that has to do with lifestyle that's the way you said interactive sessions are, are really important you know yeah so this was um very 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 uh, a glorious setting for me yeah. and no better person to talk this with than you guys man. <laughs> no i gotta give you the big I'm ups happy. you know i'm really curious about something though people is it not just all black people or color yeah, people yeah, or white people yeah yeah, yeah so people. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, of course, I, yeah i am the white boy at home 100 yeah. yeah. but people are mostly black indian or mixed i mean you have to you have to understand yeah. that like back in the day originally trinidadians were amerindians right which is kind of like similar to native american and the slaves came but white people also came because yeah. they were the ones that brought the slaves right the slaves didn't just decide to come on a boat and come to the caribbean yeah so when slavery was abolished the white people stayed on the island still and, and but they needed but in trinidad specific mm-hmm. case as compared to the rest of the caribbean but trinidad specifically um they made a deal with india for basically contract workers to continue working on the plantations because yeah. most of the some of the slaves some of the some of the ex-slaves said okay i'll keep working because i want to make money but most of the slaves were like i never want to see another plantation again yeah right yeah. so they, they had to fill the gaps they, they had, had to fill the gaps so they brought across a big population, a big Indian population. So Trinidad and Trinidad retained most of the Indian population that came because, of course, they went to Jamaica and other islands as well. But uh, Trinidad retained uh, most of the of that Indian population. So the country, if you look at it from a majority standpoint, you have like half black, half Indian, and then small percentage white, Chinese, Syrian, Lebanese, and then of course everybody mixes up after sometimes. Oh, wow, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear, yeah. this is very insightful because I never, Trinidad always felt like, I mean, as much as myself, I know a lot about a lot of other countries, but Trinidad has always been like, not enough known. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about yeah. not enough It's known. now yeah. kind of yeah. getting a little bit more visibility. Yeah, yeah, all the Caribbean islands have like kind of the same history, but then they have their own little twisted. Yeah. So Trinidad's history is, is very unique. Um, but of course, like Jamaica will have its own, and then of course the the, the uh, islands that were colonized by the Spanish would have their own story. Yeah. By the French, they would have their own. So I mean, they're still French, you know. Yeah. So it's each island has its own yeah. thing. But t- together, we that's why we. Is there like a native language? No, nah, English. speak English. I mean, really? there's there's yeah, some yeah. places. I think Patois used to be spoken a lot. On the Patois used countryside. to be spoken, which is like uh, French uh, twisted. It's French into... mixed with Dutch, mixed yeah, with yeah. Spanish. It's like all the. Can you speak there? No. <laughs> no, no, no. My grandmother used to yeah. speak a bit of Patois, yeah. but then in, in we um, have some words like Pitney. I think is Patois. Yeah, but it's not really. We speak in Patois. It's like it's like Patois words, but like um, in Saint Lucia, which is another island, they Mm. speak Patois because they yeah they speak like actual Saint Lucia and Saint Martin. They're two different places, right? Yes. Saint Martin is half French, half Dutch. Yeah. Saint Lucia. I I, I had a friend who recently wanted to go to Saint Martin's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was. I just remember I was supposed to meet him actually. (laughs) 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 Well then, yeah. Well then, maybe we (laughs) we need to end this podcast so we can get lives. Together, yeah. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, Pascal, but this is great. If I do decide to do locks, I know who to call. 
Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. um, it's going to be a whole different yeah, journey. <laughs> Starting with the education, of course, and then the the whole beauty of you feeling confident about what you want yeah. to do and what you're about to do. You know, if you understand the process you're about to go through, you feel 100% yeah. going through it, you yeah. know. It feels and like then, it's a whole therapy session. Exactly. And then you become a preacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Preacher That's what he's doing. He's trying to convert. You have it, you know. And then you're more like, you see the different like when you, you carry the locks, you're, like, you're more like you feel like you're a boss in it yourself. Like you, yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. You, educate, you can educate people as well, and that's very important because you're not a stylist, but then through your stylist already, you already feel confident to actually tell people about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you're yeah. agent yeah. of the mission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's a high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Right, cool. It was good to have you. Thank awesome. you so much. Take it easy. We have you guys here too. Back soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>